0: Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC Terms and Conditions Supply.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
1: Ah, <sighs> oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. <laughs> That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No forward prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Love this podcast? Support this show
3: through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
4: Hello and welcome to the Blank Podcast, the podcast where we delve into those frustrating moments of some well-known people. I'm Jim Daly and I'm
3: joined by my friend, Charles Bailey phillips How's that? Is that okay? When you say my friend, it sounds like I might be the only one. (laughs) My one friend? (laughs) Yeah. My friend. (laughs) I'm looking at you hoping like we are friends, aren't we? Come on. Nod. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, very much so. How are you doing, Jim? I'm good. I'm really good. Yeah, and it's, it's another like bright sunny day. It is a bright sunny day. It's actually getting warm as well.
4: I think spring is It's about right. time. It yeah. feels like it's been forever. Although it's not been that bad a winter, is it? I just, I'm not. I mean, good it's been a bit cold. frosty, but
3: I don't think it's been particularly. You don't like the cold? I just right? don't. No, I no. just don't like it at all. I quite like the in-between seasons. I like spring and autumn when you know you don't have to get too layered up. Spring, but it's not too. I wear.
4: I I struggle with um, layers. I always wear too many layers yeah, or the wrong yeah. coat or whatever. But I I like spring because it feels. Um, like something's happening.
3: New Star, summer's new coming, stuff, yeah. new
4: stars, and it feels almost aspirational. Yeah, and and I keep seeing lots of flowers sort of
3: popping up, yeah, you know, crocuses and stuff. So it's been very, yeah, very pretty around my way at the moment. So yeah, same. Yeah, good. Good. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <I think laughs> we've an utterly we, dull start to the podcast. No, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's lovely. Um, we've got
4: an incredible guest. I mean, they're all incredible, but we've got particularly yeah, incredible guests. Yeah,
3: and I'm just a huge, huge fan of our guest today. It is Mark Gatis. It is indeed Who has Incredibly prolific Career Yeah Um, Obviously his work On the League of Gentlemen With Rhys Shearsmith And Steve Bemberton And then His writing He's obviously written Sherlock And starred in it Yeah and he is doing a new Dracula show yeah. with the BBC and Netflix, Doctor Who. Yeah, and oh, just so many other things. He's and he's he does painting. You know, he just keeps himself busy. Yeah, and just yeah, fascinating guy and and a lovely guy. Yeah, a lovely guy. And I've got to, again, I've got to know uh, a lot of our guests through social media, which and they've been very kind to come on. And yeah, Mark's one of those that I just sort of. Got in contact and said, "Please come on our <laughs> podcast." And he was very dutiful and uh, and a great guest. Yeah, very open,
4: yeah. very honest, and fascinating man who's done so much yeah. stuff. So yeah. just, again, lovely to spend time in these people's presence for a bit and and hear how their brain ticks and yeah, how they exactly. work and and, and, and how he advice. deals
3: with with those sort of blank times when yeah. he's when he's working on all these different projects and yeah. and how he uses those other things to to get out of those blank moments. Exactly. Well, I think we should dive straight in. So said.
4: this is Mark Gatiss on the Blank podcast.
3: <laughs> Mark Gatiss, welcome to the Blank podcast.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you very much, nice to be here, swanky, yeah. swanky, it's like a Bond lair. It is a bit like a Bond lair, and
3: I feel like Blofeld, I haven't got a cat though, that's not the only thing that's missing. If this is Bond lairs, then I want to be in
4: more, in more Bond lairs, this yeah. is lovely.
2: Yeah, supervillains have it quite easy really, don't they? Well, they've yeah. got the money. So. Yeah, yeah, they, they are. are, yeah. I always wonder about those plans, you know, in any, any given, not just Bond, but any big film like that, it's like there's a lot of money, isn't there? Mm. And I, I know it's from extortion, it's from... You know, terror, terrorism, revenge, yeah, extortion. Yeah. But that's still a lot of money, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. All those men in boiler suits. And all they're, that. Well, they are all on must be on a, a fairly decent way. Good work. You know, yeah. In fact, Dr. No says, hang on, what's it? No, it might not be Dr. No. What is it? Somebody says, um, some of my men have recently... Def- oh, yes, it's in From Russia With Love. Yeah. So uh, Smirch says, some of our men have recently defected to Spectre. So there's, there's maybe yeah. some sort of, you know... Um, so R- rivalry. rivalry. There's better, Rival, wa- yeah. better wages, wages than better wages.
3: <laughs> yeah, better benefits. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Holiday pay. Yeah, sick well, yeah. Pay. Maybe they have. Yeah, they got this five weeks. Exactly. You five <laughs> weeks <to laughs> if you make it through, uh, well, which the, is unlikely, isn't it? Yeah, yeah what it is. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so
2: they must have that. It must have to be a lot of money to make it worth their while. Yeah. Sort of well, danger yeah. money, insurance. Yeah. Insurance yeah. must be through the roof. As I I mean, well,
3: who's going to do that? Who's going to Yeah, who's going to insure that? gonna be a nightmare. Premium be through the roof. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Now I was doing a bit of research on you, Mark. We're not I thought we were here to talk about Spectre. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go on. um <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you're originally from County Durham. Yes. Yeah, just right? come back? Just came have back. You, have you? Yeah. Have you? Because I guess I didn't really detect much of an accent. Do you not? No. Well I guess there is there is a pinch. Of an do you think mm-hmm. that's fair? Or is yeah. I've
2: no, never yeah. taken any pains to hide yeah. it. I Because uh, right. my
3: I father was from County Durham. Oh, right. What about? Crook. Oh, yeah. I know Crook. Yeah. And we used to spend summers up there. So every summer we'd have to get the 125 train up from, from Kings Cross, I guess. And then, yeah, we'd be going up to Crook for like two or three weeks. Oh, my senior. My auntie oh, yeah. Bella. My auntie Bella lived in Crook. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's been a long time since I've been there. Mm-hmm. They had a little, a little cottage, but with, with like an acre of land and they had mm-hmm. the horses on and stuff. It's a beautiful part of the world.
2: Yes, well, I was I was up for my auntie Mona's funeral uh, yesterday, and she was ninety two, bless her. And, but we went back to the house, and I haven't been there for years, and it was a real, it's a real trip, you know, down memory lane. Just uh, I remember so much about it, and and yet I'd reconfigured the house in my. Memory. Yeah. So it was on the end of the road. It wasn't sort of oh, okay and things like that. But it was so small. I mean, I know I was smaller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. I was amazed by how tiny it all seemed, and and um, and yet it's so beautiful, idyllic sort of part of the country. Right? Yeah, it yeah. is. It yeah. really is. And I think there. Yeah, I I think similar. That I think I
3: Google mapped the house because I haven't been there for so long. I mean, I think I last one at time I went there was probably about ten or eleven. So it's a long time ago. Long. <laughs> Um, 10 years yeah <laughs> you're your kind. Um, yeah and yeah and I google mapped it and yeah again it was very much smaller than I remembered but it had this beautiful bit of land yeah it is lovely up there so yeah so I just felt like you know we had a bit of a connection there that we had the Durham background but you, you were there for a long time were you when did you leave
2: Durham? I left uh, in I went to college in 1986 so I was uh, 20 when I, oh okay when I left and uh, I remember that feeling of, you know, when you remember, you know, you know it's going to have to come though mm. when you leave home, you never yeah. think it's going to happen, and then it suddenly happens. It was like that for me. I got into a place called Breton Hall to do a drama degree, and and then I was just going, and I remember weirdly my auntie Bella and my mum and dad drove me down to Wakefield on the Sunday night, or that we, oh, we had Sunday dinner or something, and then we went down, and then. And then I was there, and I just remember it suddenly that, the worst thing in the world which is that sunday feeling, and it's it's even yeah. worse when you've just let when your parents just leave you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, and yet yeah, and then suddenly it was like pulling off a, a plaster I, mm. I didn't feel it after that it was I was all right, yeah and, and um
3: Yes, so you didn't get yeah. homesickness. I, obviously, yes, yeah. but not
2: in this—not as badly as I thought. It was—I just suddenly felt okay, and, and and then obviously it's the first stage of all those things you've always yeah. planned in your bedroom, and I hope you're going to get somewhere towards. So, so, yeah, I, yeah. so Mark, we also have a connection, well, uh, very loosely, because crook.
4: My, my wife <laughs> yeah. went to Bretton Hall. No,
2: as well. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, issue, what, was she, what was she studying? Uh, drama. Uh-huh. Um... You weren't sure then, were you? I well, know no, <laughs> there were lots of things. Theatrical, something theatrical. There were lots called. of things. There was yeah. art music. A well.
4: Musical theatre, possibly hmm. things. Strange. When was that? She would have graduated in two thousand and six. Oh, a long time, time, time after it. It's
2: gone now. Yeah, has oh. it? Yeah, it's, It became a police college, and now it's. Uh, I've just actually visited. it. You can okay. see it's about to become a hotel because it's a very old, it's a lovely Georgian house, and in, in, in the grounds of the Yorkshire Sculpture Park. It'll be very pretty when it's done, hmm. but I, yes, it was quite melancholy. You can wander around yeah, the yeah. fence and look and see it's all overgrown, like me. <laughs> 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 and what, what are your memories of Bretton Hall like? Then
4: were they? Because obviously that's kind of where everything sort of started.
2: Well, yes, we, I'm very. Uh, that's where I met the rest of the League of Gentlemen, yeah. and we're, we have very fond, slightly hil- sort of hysteria tinged memories <laughs> of it. To be absolutely frank, and it's all gone now, so that's all right. It was a, <laughs> it was a pretty terrible course, but we. We did bond in adversity. Terrible in
3: what way? What, are the cheaters not very good? I
2: wouldn't like to say that. (laughs) No, it it was just, I don't know, it was It was run by this man called John Hodgson, who's who's gone now. And it was a bit of a sort of personal fiefdom, you know, in that way Mm. that they can be. And um, I don't know, it's it's a bit like education in general. It it has to be sort of fairly generalized, doesn't it? Yeah, Yeah, yeah but then the point of sort of going to a drama school was to to learn some specific things but we never really did <laughs> but what we did do was we we ended up putting on our own stuff and and it was incredibly useful we i mean it sounds a bit like the plot of a cliff richard film but we we did actually you know just do loads of stuff and and as a result when we left we were we were quite sort of ready for that for a sort of you know um do it yourself feel to mm. getting things on and that was that Proved very useful in our early days uh, in the League of Gentlemen. So um, it was. It was. Fun. I mean, we have brilliant memories and hilarious stories of, of various things, but they're all too specific now. But, uh, <laughs> but it, it was. It was an education, mm-hmm. as they say. But there is sometimes there is no substitute for just
4: doing it. You know. Oh, yes, you can have training and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you You got to get out there and do something. At and some I, point. I mean, I
2: do. Th- I think it's very. It is like education. I mean, very few people know what they ever want to do. My nephew, for instance, is now thinking of having gone to to college and getting a first in sort of environmental sciences, now wants to become a carpenter. And it's sort of taken him till he was 30 to really mm. realise that. And now he thinks, oh, I wish I'd known that 20 years yeah. ago, but you, oh, yeah. you that don't. Yeah. Yeah. Thing, so uh, there are things like that. And and I think um, even even with specific things like drama school, you go, well, OK, we're going to teach you 17th century Venetian dancing. And you go. This is. I'm really good at this. <laughs> yeah. And then you wait f- for the film to come. It never comes. <laughs> but I think it's probably yeah. wiser to sort of learn it if you have to. Yeah, yeah, So I never learned that anyway. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it was amazing that you made that connection with those guys. I mean, do you are you a believer in serendipity?
2: I mean, obviously, you know. You, you it's a, I mean, you know, thing. it's a sliding door. I mean, thank God, thank God. I mean, it's terrifying, and and there are so many versions of not meeting them. Mm. And who knows? Who knows? I mean, weirdly, I I always did know what I wanted to do, uh, which was to write and to act, and I mm. never thought I'd be able to make a living at it. So I was very blessed in the sense of always knowing that and then get, getting it to come true. Um, but but you know, it's it, if you unpick all the stages that get you to a certain place, it's frightening how how serendipitous it can be, and mm. you know, one missed phone call or yeah or whatever. Yeah. Who knows? So. But then that's a different podcast altogether. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's the alternative life story. Yeah, uh, yeah a, a good bit idea of, for a podcast. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. What would you be doing now? <laughs> yeah. Sort of anti desert island. <laughs> yeah. this. My eighth least favorite record right? <laughs> <laughs> from my other life as, as a bin man. Um, so, yeah, gosh. It, it was, uh, but, it, you know, it's that wonderful thing about when you meet people you become friends with or you just get on straight away, there's a sort of shared... Uh, history and a shared sort of um, take on the mm. world really that's what, that's what it is. I mean there was a very early incident at Bretton Hall where we were doing, we had to do what I would loosely call a mask workshop <laughs> which essentially involved like drawing some sort of face on a paper plate. Oh, okay. It's true. And sort of putting on uh, and uh, there was a, Steve Pemberton um, was we were in the same year, Reese was the year below uh, and there was a guy called Gordon Anderson, who later went on to direct um, Catherine Tate and the Inbetweeners and all kinds of things, and actually was the guy who eventually who sort of put us together as the league originally, yeah. bless him, and uh, Gordon had drawn his very basic sort of, you know, smiley face <laughs> on his plate, and I was just going... Oh, <laughs> and I just glanced over and he was looking at me with his paper plate face and somehow I could read his expression you know, what I, mean? I thought, you are a friend <laughs> yeah.
3: Was it at that moment that you realised this may be not quite the best course? Yeah, day, I think it was day two <laughs> Okay.
4: <laughs> Do you think there's uh, when you're going into the creative world and, and industry but you're doing it a part of a group there's almost that kind of solidarity and support there that isn't there. Maybe if you're going up to do stand-up comedy or
2: something on your own, do you think it's more helpful in those early stages? Uh, yes, I, I think it is. Ex- except in the same way, you just you have to know your own mind. I mean, it's partly you know the arrogance of youth or comparative youth, <laughs> but you. It, it's very important that I think because it's so easy to get diverted and diluted. I remember what we did when we when we first got the league together. We we would We sort of tried to do our sketches uh on the stand up circuit, and it was disastrous because you you know it just doesn't work you mm-hmm. need you need to have a sort of enshrined atmosphere and mm-hmm. you can't come off the back of someone doing observational comedy and then have three ten minute sketches it just it was didn't work mm-hmm. so we decided to um kind of curate an evening and that's so we got this residency uh at a place. Called the Canal Cafe Theatre in uh, yes. Little Venice, and and it worked brilliantly. But um, but I, but we had you know, and, and then we started to get people coming, and then a few producers came, radio producers and stuff like that. And I remember very really early on how how easily we could have been pushed to one side, or another mm. because you know, quite learned people would say, oh, "Well, it, 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 I, I think I think it's marvellous, but the sketches are too long, they're too dark. You need a girl." You need a song. All yeah, the all these yeah, old yeah, fashioned yeah. things, you know. And you and you just think, well, like, we don't want to do that because mm-hmm. yeah. people have done that. And and yet, you know, if you, if you're on your own or if you feel slightly less sure of yourself, mm-hmm. you might make those compromises. And suddenly find you're yeah. trying to do something that everybody else is sure, done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's an easy, it's easy to say if it works, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, it's true. You, you you can be very easily diverted and distracted. And one thing we did, we sort of made a pact. Early on, that we wouldn't get divert di- get distracted from the project. So mm. we knew a lot. We knew several people in comedy who had, you know, as soon as they had a little glimpse of success, they one of them had gone off to do this and the other that and another that and and they've lost focus sure. on the main yeah. thing. And as a, as a result, their their big project, which was meant to be their show, sort of didn't quite happen mm. and things like that, which I, th- I think is still very relevant, you know, especially, and yeah, I'm venerable, uh, these days of panel shows and stuff, mm. when when that seems to be the only way to get on the telly, yeah, yeah it's yeah, very yeah. easy to split your focus and think that that's what I must be doing.
4: But it's hard when you're driven by, well maybe not driven by, but when you've got pressures like need to make money, you need to pay mm. the rent and stuff, and yet you've got this passion that you know you're good at and you know you enjoy doing and it might not be bringing... Paying the bills yet,
2: but it might be heading in the right direction for you, or in a direction.
4: It's difficult to kind of balance well, uh, all uh, that out. Of
2: course, it is, and and then and then you look at every biopic, including Bohemian Rhapsody. Is, is the, there's someone on the sidelines who who nearly did it? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the, the guy who left Queen, or well, they were called Smile, I think. Then left because he got a job as a fitter or something. <laughs> yeah. so just yeah. think, it yeah. could so yeah. easily yeah, have yeah. been him. Tim Brook Taylor was nearly in Monty Python. Really? And, uh, you know, I I've so love the goodies of it And he's got this amazing sort of different career, radio and everything. But being a python is a sort of, it's a different thing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. that, in a way, that's a slightly random selection of people who'd worked together on different things. And I always find that so fascinating. Yeah. It's yeah. really scary, the way that life could have turned out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't
3: think Tim Brooke Taylor would have been in, in, like, Life of Brian or something. like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Funny,
3: isn't it? I was thinking with League of Gentlemen as well, because obviously you've, ta- you've touched on it a little bit with saying that, you know, you went through these different stages. Was it always TV that you thought you would be headed to? Or was every stage a sort of little surprise or
2: a I know, suppose new, new the way of doing it? I suppose the, 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 the aim was that, I mean, we started, we started live because that's what we did. Yeah. And, uh, the, but the, the, the traditional route then, and it has changed a lot now, but the mm. definite traditional route was, was radio and then TV. Yeah. So that was certainly, and we're all utterly obsessed with TV and and, and grew up on yeah, every sure, yeah. single aspect of seventies television. So it, it, it certainly felt like that's that was where we wanted to head, mm. and that's what we should be doing. Um, the radio series actually was incredibly useful, and um, I've said this before, but it's, it's it, when we did the we did the first radio series, and then we did the first TV series, and there was a there was a there was an actual thing at the BBC at the time which was meant to stop people from defecting it was called oh, by okay. media so that the same team who had made the radio would actually make the tv shows oh, very good idea yeah, yeah. Uh, sh- they it's should like still continuity. do it yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah um so we did that and then we wanted to make a second radio series and they didn't want it oh and we literally said oh we'll just we'll just make another tv series then <laughs> it was so strange we want to we just won the bafta it wow. was like should we do you know okay okay so did we did, And we, re- we really wanted to do. And, and that, did you that, ever uh, find out what? Yeah. We got a letter about six months later okay. from the new head of comedy, saying, "Oh, for Christ's sake, I'm so sorry," <laughs> but, but it was yeah, too late. Yeah. We just, you know. But uh, it was really useful because we we developed the idea of the of the town there, and uh, and um, and we wrote things especially for radio, which actually then became TV characters and stuff like that. It was very useful and great fun, mm-hmm. and also is again as a big fan of of radio comedy, yeah, yeah. it was just amazing. We the, have Some of my happiest memories of the early days of the show uh, are recording in the radio theatre, you know, and it's an Art Deco delight and you yeah, get a yeah. live audience and you feel like it's you're feel like you in Itmar for yeah. half the time. It was marvellous. And I guess writing for radio as well brings up
4: different skills than writing for TV, so it makes you kind of look at comedy yes. and what you're doing from slightly different
2: angles. Completely. I mean, you realise how much you, you know... You, I mean, if I listen to it now... Uh, which I really do, but um, you know, some of our best stuff isn't very well served by radio because because some of the drama of it just sounds like dead air. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I know I remember at the time thinking that we, we've nipped that pause up too much. It's just, it's a bit sort of hysterical. Things like Cave Guy and the Best Man speech—they're too squeezed. Yeah, you need a bit of space. And yet, other things, uh, Doctor Chinnery was developed for the radio because oh, okay. it was like a. You know, you can do lots with exploding (laughs) creatures uh, in zone effects. And that was very old fashioned, really.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, So I was looking through your Wikipedia. Oh, God. (laughs) And aside from the the (laughs) fact that you do, I've done so much stuff. I mean, you've worked so much and you seem very busy. But a lot of what you do is sort of macabre. That seems to be kind of almost your thing. It, would you agree with that? And where did that kind of develop?
2: Where did that come My husband from? says I'm creepy. <laughs> he says it all the time. He's done it in a creepy voice. Can't help it. <laughs> uh,
3: yes, you go around the house. God, just yes. The night wake him up. just <laughs> looking creepy.
2: I just sit in the corner, yeah, just with a, a paper plate in a, in a, <laughs> <laughs> in a rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> Let me in. Uh, yes, I mean it's. It's absolutely. If you use that tired old expression, it's absolutely in my DNA. It it is. It's just since I was tiny, Um, first horror film I saw was *Brides of Dracula*. I was four, and and it's a, it's a strange thing. It's a kind of like anything. It's like any anything. Any palate it changes through your life, Mm. and I used to be very bloodthirsty child and teenage I'm much less so now I still love horror but I like different shades of it Mm -hmm. some of it I can't bear anymore uh, and I can't I'm very squeamish I love ghost stories they're my favourite things but Mm. it's sort of it's more inflections you know um And, and I also think it's quite nice to go back to things that you venerated as a child and go, I don't like that anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's quite liberating to not hang on to stuff. It's a bit like yeah. of those decluttering manuals. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. allowed to do that. And also yeah. you're allowed, what's really exciting is to find something totally different. And so my, my macabre tastes are very much still there, but it's, it's a different sort of version, different inflection. And I, find, I, I get it from different sources now. I don't know, i'm very these days i'm really into um sort of post war british thrillers which aren't necessarily horror mm. but the, especially sort of you know murders and and things yeah. i love all that and i and i and i think it go it goes very deep that it's something sort of the sort of films you used to watch when you're off school yeah and talking yeah. pictures t v the greatest channel in the world <laughs> now is the only place you can see them but something about that that stable of um, brilliant character actors, and, and they're all odd. It's, they're all odd films, you know. Really, yeah, they're yeah. really odd, very quirky, very British in a way that, as now that the British film industry has become a sort of heritage thing, mm. you know, it, it's they 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 really were very distinctively British thing. Whatever whatever we used to be, uh, is very much in those films, and I find that really attractive. And the kind of quirkiness of that, and they're often very funny, very black you know yeah yeah so I think that's are that's they very a, sort of over time as well I guess so and, but I suppose some of those things are transferable yeah uh, I'm sure it's been what now 10 seconds and we haven't mentioned Brexit so it won't be <laughs> long, but I think I was talking about this the other day f- uh, forgive me for darting about but no um, that's fine I I, w- uh, I went to a thing the other day uh, which I've always wanted to go to which was it was the 370th anniversary of the execution of Charles the first uh I'm very interested. I played him, and I'm firmly on Cromwell's side. But I find him a fascinating figure. Charles, massive contradictions, as a friend of mine said, uh, uh, a bad king with great taste. <laughs> yeah. And um, but I've always wanted to go to this. Uh, every January the thirtieth, there's a there's a service for him by the Society of really? saint, saint Charles the Martyr because oh, he's a know. he's a saint yeah, of the Anglican yes. Church, and. Is it well attended? Well, I, and it was anyway, it was January the 30th. It was a beautiful day like today, cold and, and crisp as it was yeah. when he was executed. And I thought, well, I'm going to go. So I did. Mm. Well, I went down with a couple of friends to Whitehall, and we met outside the banqueting house. And there was a, you know, a sort of commemoration. Then we went in for a full Anglican mass, wow, which wow. I eventually had to leave. Well, yes, I didn't oh, get wow. that for. It was so long. <laughs> Relics, oh, bells. Wow. Amazing. Incense. Proper. But I think actually no, it's proper costumes yeah, yeah. in a way that you yeah, know yeah. we've those of us brought up in anything kind of C U V never yeah, got. Yeah. But um, I was fascinated by it. But and what it made me think was it's the sort of thing I used to love about the, about Britain was the these weird little eccentric corners. But now I worry that these little eccentric corners have become Britain. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. that we are, yeah. 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 In a, we've yeah. become a sort of, as I said the other day in the Romanian thing that... that um we have weaponized nostalgia, yeah, yeah, and it's, it's a very dangerous thing. So, although I still love the fact that we can do such, there are such things as the Society of St Charles the Martyr <laughs> yeah. and, and all these things. The the things that were yeah. used to be like the subject of a lovely documentary on a Sunday night yeah. have become the political mainstream. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. fucking flat Earth society, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, which right. used to be a joke, yeah, yeah, a fun joke, is now yeah. believed by yeah. you know a quarter of the population, and it makes me makes me spit it blood. makes me weep. <laughs> yes, makes me weep
4: blood. <laughs> yeah. The Flat Earth Society had a, uh, a post yeah. on their Facebook account saying, we've got members and all the over the globe. globe. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> but but nostalgia's, nostalgia is nostalgia for a reason, because it belongs it, in a certain
2: time. Well, uh, the, you know, the Elizabethans used to think it was an actual disease. <laughs> really? And I yeah. think that's that's where we are. I think that's really fascinating. Yeah. It, it's It's something, it's very... Very seductive, but it's very dangerous. We're, and we are going through one of those periods at the moment where, uh, which, we, which always happens, where there is a myth of a golden age. Mm-hmm. The, our current golden age is not Queen Elizabeth I. Now, our current golden age essentially is the 50s. Yeah. And it is that era of, of know your place, yeah. respect, Bobby's on the corner, jump, us, jump us for goalposts. <laughs> 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 yeah, but rational, all yeah. these things. Yeah, I, I mean, Joan Bakewell tweeted the other day brilliantly because some fool was saying, as they're now doing. You know, we can manage. We managed in the war and we managed in the 50s. And and Joan Begwell said, yeah, I was there uh, rationing, TB, polio, diphtheria, fucking grow up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but that's where we are. It's become and and I I think people who um, people who didn't fight in the war now believe that they did by virtue of watching War film, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's 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 worked for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you think not to like obviously
4: politicise the pod too much? right? Too late. That's yeah. <laughs> very very true. Uh, doesn't history suggest when we're in moments like this that it does then come a bit full circle? And it does. Yes, the, the next stage is
2: actually really more progressive. Absolutely, but unfortunately, yeah. the end of the circle <laughs> tends not to end well. No, yeah. it yeah, usually that's true. ends in a in a big fight. Yes, yeah. that's true. Yeah. That's what I'm genuinely we, frightened of. We yeah. feel yeah. like we are. It is, absolutely. It's, it's a convulsion. The world goes collectively crackers yeah, every yeah, now and then. Yeah. And as as everything about where we are proves, I think, I mean, we're in Churchill House, and it's very interesting how that, arg- that argument has suddenly risen up, like all arguments at the moment, with no nuance whatsoever. No, exactly, yeah. yeah. But it's a sort of, there's a sense of two dogs tearing lumps out of each other about every single bit of the political discourse, yeah. and it tends to end. In, you know, in a proper fight, Yeah, and we've
3: talked about this so many, about this binary thing. Yeah, so yes. Yeah. Either this or you're that. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, and that's where we're at. Yeah. A bit, like you said, no, no nuance to anything, no. any argument. Apart um, from this podcast. Oh, yes. Yeah, lots of nuance in this. <laughs> the nuance podcast. <laughs> uh, we've got a lot that of good like ideas for pods, haven't <laughs> we, <in> this. Yeah. <laughs> Better
4: than our one, so. <laughs>
3: Brilliant. Yeah. No, I was going to say, you're obviously very busy and you're doing lots of stuff. All the time, I know you. You're obviously writing, you're acting, and you and you paint and you do mm. your artwork. How do you find transitioning between those those things? Do you give particular time to one at one p- moment, or are you doing lots of different things that you know juggling lots of balls?
2: I'm always you juggling. Know. I mean, it's nice do you to like, like that. I do, except sometimes you get they, they do you know be get in danger of <laughs> dropping them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, I mean, at the moment because we're doing. Dracula pre-production yeah. and I'm not acting at the moment. I did a, a radio play the other day, but I haven't got any plans for anything for the next few months because I just want to focus on that and yeah. that's nice to be doing that and behind the camera and, and getting all that uh together. Um so that means I've got room to sort of quietly write other things mm. and and pa- I'm painting the next couple of days. I've got two days of Lovely blissful emptiness yeah. So do that But nice. it's I think you uh, Some of it is like um, Finding the time Other times you have to You have to You have to sort of Schedule it like work Yeah, go, yeah. I, I, It's like I'm terrible at holidays I, I, I love more holidays And I end up not having them mm. Because you need to go No I'm not I'm not available I am going away yeah. And I'm very yeah. bad at that unfortunately. but it's it's really good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So this same, you know, like I'm this weekend I'm going I want I want to paint and not really have anything else going on in my head and and think right I can definitely devote lots of hours to this. Yeah, so the enjoy, painting's you know. a bit of a release, is it? Oh yeah, yeah it's a hobby like, really. Yeah. I just yeah. yeah and it's uh I love it and I love trying to get better and uh learning stuff. I think I find that very exciting. Um about about it is you know, we all spend all our childhood trying to get away from school and learning stuff. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, it's, it's very exciting if you do it voluntarily. I yeah, think. Yeah. And whatever it is, learning a language or reading yeah, books. Yeah, or whatever, yeah. it, I think everyone gets a sort of buzz from that. And I, and I know a friend of mine was saying, telling me the other day about um, pirates. This is amazing. Uh, pirates are associated with eye patches, not because so many of them lost their eyes, but because a lot of them did wear them. Because they would go up and down between decks so often that they needed one eye which was permanently adjusted to the dark. Isn't that brilliant? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And I thought, what is that? I mean, I love stuff like that. Yeah. And it was, you know, he just read some great book on Anne Bonny or something. It's like, right. that's what you want. And I, I, I find, I feel voraciously uh, hungry for stuff like that. And it, I, I find it really exciting. <laughs>
4: Yeah, that is exactly. excellent.
2: Yeah, just those random little facts, yeah, little
4: conversation yeah, yeah. filler things. Yeah, 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 <laughs> <QI>, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a shame that learning stuff, as you say, like languages
2: or anything like that, it's just so
4: much harder once it's you're out of school. Hard. It's always hard. It's just.
2: I tried to. I, I'd love to speak Italian. That's what I love to do, and and I did try that Michelle Thomas thing, which is meant to be a sort of shortcut. And I, we were in Italy a couple of years ago, and I used to go running around uh, the, the village with it on my headphones and, and I thought hey, this is working and you know <laughs> I can order a bottle of wine and whatever and as soon as we came home gone <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because the exactly. yeah. terrible lesson is you have to do the work <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's yeah. no yeah
4: there's no substitution yeah. for that <laughs> I'm guessing in those sort of downtimes team work you're quite good at that then because if you've got your painting you've got something to concentrate on and we've spoken to previous creatives on this podcast about what do they do in those times and the work's not coming in or things aren't clicking but it sounds like maybe you might have that kind of filled in i kind
2: of i'm a i am a bit of a workaholic i think i find if i don't i feel if i haven't done something in a day i, I feel a bit itchy mm-hmm. but then that's i need to be able to go that's all right yeah but i do, but then weirdly doing a drawing or something i feel like i've created something does scratch that itch um so and i have i have found it very helpful in combating you know the black dog um which i've never really had much trouble with but until quite recently the last few years i've had a, a lot more Spells of it, I think a lot, a lot to do with the state of the world. I'm afraid to say because mm-hmm. it does impinge, so, you know, it mm-hmm. really does. Do you and, feel
3: like it's more, yeah, it's more the outside influences that are causing that? Yeah, I think yeah, kind of I don't think so.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, I did an interview last Christmas or the Christmas before last, and I looked back at it. It was like it should just be just had the Samaritans number on the top <laughs> of it. No. <laughs> it was desperate, but I was, I was. It really felt like you know there was a basically a sort of fascist. Put mm. the White House, and everything was everything was going really wrong. It was like, I I know, this feels overwhelming, yeah. you know. Yeah, um, and I found uh, my rediscovering drawing and painting. Has been a huge help to my head. I mean, it's just brilliant. It takes—I totally lose track of time. Yeah. It's a very big thing for me to say, but I can—I actually come back and realize I've left a cup of tea. Yeah. Wow, that's that's, <laughs> yeah. that's when you know. Yeah, so which is brilliant. But it, God, I mean, I think every, whatever you have, find something like that. Yeah, uh, to to take you out of that realm of, yeah. uh, of of being overwhelmed, you know. And obviously, social media doesn't help because you feel you are permanently hardwired into that. Mm -hmm. And, of course, as people have been saying for years, it's only bad news because, you know, there there isn't a good news channel, that thing that Martin Lewis used to say. People mocked him for that. I think he was right because, you know, there are incredibly great, wonderful things that happen. They never get any airtime. You know, Mm. the discovery of a new antibiotic, incidentally, the only important thing, Mm. is like number 17 on a... On a yeah, news, yeah, a new d- cyber, it's like this. Yeah. This should be the one, you know.
4: I saw a documentary about someone who tried to start a TV channel that was just dogs, puppies playing. Which would be a great TV channel. I'm sure that's already on. Is it, it already on? <laughs> I feel like I watched a whole documentary. I'm like just it. going to but move my chair. Yeah, because you were getting blinded And by the I life. am indeed
3: a vampire.
4: <laughs> <coughs> 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 that's right. Is, that Is that better or better? worse? You you want know? to come I'd round. Come way, round yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, the socks. Nice socks. Is that
4: better?
2: That's yeah. better. Quite. Oh, it's right. bouncing off that window, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, right. Is that better? Oh, is that yeah. close. Yeah. I'm sure you're supposed to have engineers for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, huh.
3: yeah, you find um, digging into work can help with those
2: moments. Then. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I I'm very lucky to be really very busy all the time. I, I, it's been a long time since I've had to wait for the phone to ring. Uh, largely because I create an awful lot of my own stuff. Um, but um, but you know, you, you get those periods. And uh, I've recently, recent years, really suffered from the dark evenings.
0: Mm. In a way I
2: never did as a child. I used to love, I hated the summer. I used to find it so boring. <laughs> And I, I love bonfire and Halloween and Christmas and that whole thing. And then even into, you know, January, February, I like the coldness. And, and, and I still love the festive bits. But I yeah. find, as, as um, Robert Hardy says in the Stores of Barchester, I find I absolutely shrink from the dark evenings. <laughs> and I really do. Uh, but so that having something that, like painting to, to do then yeah, has been incredibly yeah. helpful. Yeah, because it's, it's, yeah. it's
4: getting out of that, that dark spot, as you say. Yeah, The thing for me I get frustrated about is when those dark spots come, you lose so much time. You can spend hours. Mm-hmm. And then you think, well, I've just lost half a day. I'm such an idiot. But mm-hmm. being able to jump out of it quickly by yeah. having something productive to do.
2: But then it is a vicious circle, isn't it? Because you you, you can, if you get into a sort of what's-the-point mood, the last thing you need is for someone to say, you know snap out of it yeah, yeah. but also yeah. it's very hard to pull yourself out of that even mm. though you know it's true and the you thing. Know, think mm. if i just that's why all the old bloody pieces of advice are absolutely true yeah. physical exercise yeah. incredibly yeah. helpful yeah fresh air yeah doing something yeah um
4: they all work yeah 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 because you feel once you've done it you feel like oh that was that, that wasn't was too bad actually yeah. I, I can do yeah. this yeah. and then you feel like you might have been wasting time before mm. that, and that's that's what frustrates me most. But and again, having something productive, mm. I and mean, maybe it's a creative thing, but having something you can look at afterwards and yeah. think, "Oh, yeah. I've have d- done that. Yeah. yeah. I actually
2: physically did that." Yeah, because you've got to sc- uh, scratch that creative itch. And also, if you if you if you have an unstructured life, an unstructured day, uh, th- th- in, in sort of imposing some kind of structure is really good mm. so if you feel right I've, I've written I've written two paragraphs today I've written 3,000 yeah, yeah, words yeah, yeah. or I've done a drawing or something you go there it is yeah, exactly. and, and you think well that's the equivalent of me I can, I can have my lunch now yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah, alright yeah. exactly. and, and although what people always imagine is the great attraction of not having a 9 to 5 mm. it, it's also it's a good problem to have yeah, but it's, yeah. it is difficult because you, uh, in, a, in a different way because you, you need to have something yeah. You need to have something, otherwise you just never get out of your pajamas. You? Well, yeah. we're, brought, we're brought up <laughs> to have structured lives. Yeah. You, know, you go
4: through school and that's yeah. all structured yeah. and you might have a job somewhere before you become a creative. That's mm. structured. To then go to something that's not. Actually, I think your, your brain and your body is like, mm. well, hang on, I'm not, I'm, I'm not used to this. Mm. This isn't what I was told to do. So it is, I think you're right, finding that structure. Yeah. My wife's got a friend that is a freelancer and she leaves her house in the morning, walks around the block goes back in the house and she's at work and then at, f- at nine am and then at five pm leaves the house walks oh. back round the block goes back in again he's like well I'm home from work wow and that's her tricking her brain into she's completely her... mad yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> she sits in the park with a, with a briefcase full of sandwiches <laughs> <laughs> but it works for her yeah, yeah. No, that's good. that's yeah. true I mean yeah, it, works, you know. it works for you I suppose yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like having a, an office that is actually two doors down or yeah. something like that. It's, yeah. it, 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 whatever it takes, I think that's the thing. Yeah. People are, everyone has a different thing, don't they? a different yeah. method. Mm.
3: Now, I mean, this podcast is about blank moments, and I wondered how you are in those moments when perhaps, perhaps it's not working on the page, you know, when you're writing or, you know, if you're not inspired to paint. How are you
2: in those moments? Oh, Terrible. I mean, I, if you ever read a thing from anyone saying that there's no such thing as writer's block, or mm-hmm. it's, it's, it couldn't. It's such a lie. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, dreadful. I mean, I've, I've almost literally banged my head against the wall sometimes, just going, well, there's a wonderful expression in Sherlock Holmes, cudgeling my brain." <laughs> you just go, "Come on, yeah." yeah. Where? Well, think of some. Think of it, or what? What it, if it's some elusive thing, or just the Oh, God. And it's dreadful. But then I suppose I've learned to not push it too far if it's not coming. Well, I don't know if you find this, but almost without exception, it's a day when I really, really could just do one thing. Yeah. yeah, Right. I'm, I'm at my desk at quarter to nine. I've been for a run. Dog's been taken out. It's a beautiful day. Incredibly free Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere around quarter to twelve you go, oh god, I'm gonna watch a film. Yeah. Yeah. And then suddenly you get something on a day when you've got three meetings and you've yeah, got and yeah. it's all bitty and you go, Oh and then you try and claw your way back to a free day. Yeah. And then when you get there, it happens yeah. Again. again. Yeah. <laughs> so so I think that's just the way it goes. The nature of it, yeah. But I, I I've got good at it's a bit like sketching, same way. If you it's it's like trying to you can fit things in and you can, you can scribble things down <clears throat> in whatever form, I think that's very helpful. And then, you don't, again, you don't feel like you've just not done it. Mm. But the, the, it's good to be kind to yourself, I think, and go, yeah. right, I know I will, for me, my, my method, I, I know I can do more in one good day than six days of, of fragments. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I just say, well, it's not going to happen today. Give up on it. I've mm. got too much admin. I've got too much stuff to do too much bittiness you know you've got an appointment at the doctors and then you've got to go into London for something and Mm -hmm. then oh there's a and you go sky it's not going to work forget about it and don't beat yourself up about it
4: I guess Mm. yeah being kind to yourself is a theme that comes up in this podcast
2: (laughs) a lot actually it
3: sounds like not a lot of us are doing it enough (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) very much but it is important to be a a national kindness council they should they should be
4: Come up with some great ideas in this yeah. podcast <laughs> it's like a brainstorming <laughs> session it's absolutely brilliant um, yeah
3: well I was going to say the other, one of the things I was going to speak to you about was um, obviously you've worked on some huge behemoths you know in regards to your TV work and how how you cope with that really I mean obviously the league was a huge success and then you've worked on projects like Sherlock and stuff and is, is there an adjustment you have to make uh, in your life for to, to deal with that kind of stuff, or do you feel like you don't? You know, it's fine. You're not. Um, it's not affected I you think in any
2: way. It, no, it's 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 a bit of both. To be frank, I mean, you know, the league was our show, so we never had any expectation it would become a huge success. Mm. Thankfully, it did. But then you just go, well, you know, it's our show, so we just did three. Uh, anniversary episodes and, and the tour, and and a wonderful response, which was wonderful. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you in Brighton; it was very good. Um, but but you don't feel any obligation to. Is it, we're not going to suddenly just, you know, do a survey of what people want to see. <laughs> you just have to do <laughs> yeah, what you yeah, want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sherlock was a, you know, a, a childhood dream come true for me and Stephen Moffat, but. And then it became this extraordinary success, but you have to just make what you want to make. Yeah, sure. We did, I mean, that's not to say we we don't ignore things completely because there were things like um, after we killed Sherlock, as Doyle had done before us, um, we were aware that in the 18 month gap, it became an international talking point. We thought, well, we can't just say this is what happened. Yeah. So we, we did, we had some fun with like fake beginnings and stuff because it was like so you know that's that to some extent you take account of that but Mm. you don't then just go through Mm. 300 million fan pages going this is what i because people demand things people get very entitled and that happens all the time with anything with any kind of following really yeah Uh, and it is it's a success problem you don't get it (laughs) because of people that watch but you just have to screen all that out Doctor Who, and Doctor Who the same, you know, I mean, I'm a lifelong fan, it's my favourite show since I was tiny, and and then working on it was amazing, but it's very much about trying to work on a new show for a new audience who would be nostalgic for their era, and you can't be totally locked into the prison of the past, otherwise you might as well, it's just, you're just doing endless pastiches Mm. of of what you grew up with. Well, I
3: was going to say, those, I mean, like, you know, you're obviously into horror, and Sherlock, and... Doctor who all things that have got a huge fan base already, is that tricky dealing with a fan base that's locked in and wants a certain thing out of? Well,
2: stage? it's a bit. It's a bit like social media in a, in a way that that you you can look at it or not. Mm. Yeah. You also, you know, I often think when you see some sort of massive Twitter spat and you think, well, if one of those. People wasn't on here; they'd never know. No, they'd yeah. never—they would literally never know unless someone took the trouble to write them a letter, and they'd go, mm. <laughs> yeah. "You know." And, and and you can get that massively out of proportion. You thinking this is the world is thinking this, or this is some mm. sort of massive—it's not. Mm. And I often found that with with Sherlock, you know, you'd people get quite heated about opinions on certain things and uh, and certain issues, or and then you just bump into someone and says, "Oh, are you doing any more Sherlock?" I like that show. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's what it. That's yeah. all it comes yeah. down to. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've got to try and get it proportion. I think. And obviously with fan bases, um, you know, I'm, I'm, we're all fans of something. I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan of lots of things. But yeah. you and you, and I know I know that feeling. Uh, but at the same time, um, I think I think what you all, what everyone respects is the desire to push things forward. Uh, and also give you different versions. The the best aspect of it all, I think, is a sort of healthy embracing of different types of things. Mm. So weirdly, Sherlock came out of a conversation years ago um, that Steve and I had on a train about updating it. And, you know, the Basil Rathbone films were updated and it was heretical. But it was wonderful, mm. and we thought well, we could maybe do it again. And and I had been invited to address the Sherlock Holmes Society of London, the House Com- House of Parliament, and um, I was amazed at how Im- how completely embracing of the idea they were. You'd expect them oh, to be okay. the yeah, most yeah. sort yeah. of fog-bound mm, and fossilized. Yeah, yeah. They thought they they loved it. And I thought well, we we really took sort of inspiration from that. Was like well, you know, why not? And it, it, to me, it's it's like that you see there's sort of deadly arguments in the papers about um, an all female Julius Caesar and something. you think for Christ's sake there'll be another one in 10 minutes yeah, yeah, Shakespeare's yeah. play is not going to be burned yeah yeah no. by <laughs> by this so why don't you just see yeah, yeah. embrace it. it might you, you know, might actually yeah. you might like, like it. it well what's you know what's life if
4: we can't evolve and we can't try things differently Brexit very yeah well that's that question it's
2: done. 2019
4: that's what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> does um do you put a pressure on yourself when you're working on something like Doctor Who that you were such a big fan of, and then you're working on it? Is there a pressure from within?
2: Yeah, um, yes. I mean, uh, in the sense of well, you you know, you want to, You have your favourite stories and thing. I wanted people. To I like say, that. Were you writing? Yeah. You, do, do you turn it on, on yourself?
3: Like, am I writing this for me? Yeah, because I'm a fan, You know, I want it to be like I want it to be. Or are you writing it for the fans? Or you know, are you just writing? Uh, well, no.
2: I mean, it's it's. The, I, I mean. I wrote in it for ten years, and and uh, it was always about you know the new doctor, and, and and obviously, I mean, every single one of my scripts has some sort of inflection of my childhood, because you know I brought back the Ice Warriors I always loved, and and I and I was thrilled to do that, but I also did lots of new monsters, and mm. I thought that's what it's it's about that, and mm. I think the, in the best way to to non to de-weaponize nostalgia, a little little drip of this. Yeah, every now and then is is pleasing. Yeah, it's yeah. when it becomes you know the fan mentality in all kinds of shades of fandom is can be very very blinkered, and it's like no, you must do this because because someone said it in an episode mm. in nineteen sixty eight. Yeah, and and you go well, the, most of the people watching have not seen the show. Yeah, they, yeah. they they've seen yeah. it since two thousand and five, say, and and I and I find that you know you don't want to sort of stick two fingers up at, at it but you at the same time you want you want to have a healthy healthy disrespect for it yeah because everybody yeah. has over the years and yeah. that goes for sherlock holmes doctor who marvel everything yeah, i think sure, yeah, yeah. so um I, I think you've got to just keep it in perspective and then just say well this is my version if you like it great and maybe one day you'll do your version
4: yeah but also you're being true to yourself as a writer yeah, and completely. a creator, yeah. you're doing what you believe in and what yeah. you think works for you. And then, as you say, you put it out there and you see what the world says.
2: Yeah. And then you lock the door <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. weep. <laughs> and delete Twitter. <laughs>
4: yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we'd be a lot if we did that. <laughs> do, you, do you find the writing is easier because you, you're an actor as well? Does that help? Writing is not w- easy. No, I know that. No. <laughs> I mean, that should be written above every... Yeah, one, yeah. no, it's not. It's one, one of the hardest things.
2: horrible. yeah. Yes, in the sense of I've always liked uh, kind of characterizing. I, I I speak things out loud, mm. and I and I, I sometimes I write for act, certain actors, living or dead. If you know to be like yeah, a yeah, type yeah. You go, oh, that's a that's a James Mason type character or something <laughs> like that. And uh, <laughs> so that's very useful, and I suppose as mm. having a sort of ear for dialogue, that's that's mm. been very mm. useful. Um, but I, I think it's like anything; you just try and do it more and get better at it don't you and, and uh, I, d- I would uh, even even in my busy schedule uh, there are times when I'd, I wish I could quietly say oh I've written I've written a book and, and, and I don't know <laughs> when this would happen it's like some sort of Harry Potter thing like <laughs> if, if, if somehow or other I just found five minutes a day to write something that nobody knew about that would please me mm-hmm. enormously and sometimes I feel like that would be a good thing to try and do you know. And but again it's about it's about scheduling the time, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm just reading this wonderful biography of Bram Stoker, actually, and he was astonishingly hardworking. I think he basically worked himself to death. But it's, quite, it's almost difficult to understand how he did it. He was working on a newspaper in Dublin and writing about 10 reviews a week. Sometimes he'd re-review a show, uh, and, and he was, had a full-time civil service job. And he must have been writing it at work, you know. Yeah. yeah but but even so it's like God, how how did he do all this stuff? But I think sometimes it's you know, people have a a passion. He was desperate and to a work. compulsion, yeah. As well. He was desperate to work in yeah. a theater and he was desperate not to be a civil servant. Yeah. Therefore and you read these I mean, I was it? I was reading about someone like um it wasn't Victor Hugo, but someone like him. Uh would would write would get a at like five and write four thousand words and then go to work come back and do it and, and they just had to yeah because that was you know and i suppose to some extent if you are if you are doing it for a living that compulsion just slightly leeches yeah, away yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, what i do between five and nine is it's have my breakfast <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. telly <laughs> well, research is what research I do. Yeah, yeah research yeah yeah so would, would you like to write a book? Is that, a, is that an ambition? I have written well, a yeah, yeah. book, but, but I haven't done them for like years because mm. they're very hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I find I love writing scripts because there's an immediacy to them. And yeah. not always, but quite often, but I get them made quite yeah. quickly, which I also like because you feel, you know, often thinking about that, I've had friends who have worked on films for literally years. Mm. Steve Moffat and I were talking about this the other day. If we, you know, if we'd done Sherlock, if we'd done the first Sherlock as a as a movie, it, we could easily still be living with that script now, now. Yeah. ten years later. Wow. And you th- the idea of that is like horrible oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, whatever you liked about it, you'd loathe. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I do like this sort of immediacy of that. Yeah. But I also like, um, I do like. Uh, having written a book, <laughs> that's yeah, the nice yeah. bit, <laughs> not yeah. writing it yet. And I would like to sort of quietly write something else. I don't know what it is, but I've got a few ideas, but I don't know. I don't know how you feel, but I, it, it's just much more labour intensive. I find it the actual is, yeah, work. Yeah. Yeah, I a novel, you I've know? written a couple of novels yeah. recently, and it is, yeah, it's months and months mm. of work. And yeah, it's
3: finding time around the other things that you're doing. It's, yeah, and it can be very emotive as well. I mean, mm. I found writing writing books very emotive and that can take it out of you as
2: yeah well. yeah so uh i suppose yes there's something much more immediate about scripts which is a very nice place to be it's nice um, having
4: the tangible evidence of something you've done just without um, doing the work <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> just, yeah, just have it there click <laughs> your fingers, here it arrives <laughs> um so so obviously you're you're a multifaceted performer and you've been done stage and screen and and writing Have you had many blank moments while performing, while on stage or on the screen, and and can you remember sort of how you worked through
2: them? Funnily enough, I was playing Charles I, Um, it was a play called 55 Days by Howard Brenton, directed by the brilliant Howard Davis, Uh, and I just, I loved everything about it, I was so thrilled to be asked, I'd always wanted to play Charles I, Uh, Douglas Henschel was Cromwell, I thought it was a terrific play, went down very well. And on the second or third night in the trial, I suddenly realized I was having the time of my life. I thought, this is what it's supposed to be about. I'm really, I'm really enjoying myself. Oh my God, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) That was what I went through my head. And everyone looked at me, not a clue what I was supposed to say. The line actually was remember. <laughs> <laughs> remember However, I am your king. <laughs> and uh and I came I was so I was uh, so apologetic. No everyone was lo- fine and lovely about it. But it was only seconds, I suppose, when yeah, it yeah. felt like time. Like but yeah. it's awful because I think, well, I made the mistake of enjoying myself. It's not what we're supposed <laughs> to be doing. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I mean everyone has like dries or anything like that. It's more I think it's more of a problem if you actually get the fear, which mm. also is a, a big thing, mm. actual stage fright, um, and I've seen that happen, and I've, I've experienced it a bit myself. You know, but it's uh, it's more than a blank. I think that that's that's the sort of I, I'd rather die than do this. Yeah. People do. People run away. There's a famous story. I won't name anyone involved. This this actor who was in tech. <clears throat> and they were about to open i think the opening that night and they came back from lunch and his costume was just he didn't turn up uh, on stage they went to his dressing room and his costume was just carefully laid out and he just fled wow just couldn't couldn't do it, do it. and that that does happen to actors who've been doing it for donkey's yeah, so years they suddenly get the the fear and um that must be just dreadful because you mm. think well i used to be fine what's the matter you know i do th- i think it's worse as you get older Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I think you're fearless fearless about everything when you're younger, Mm. and you hurl yourself into things, Mm. and and then you start to worry more about every little of it and then you suddenly can't get out of the house anymore <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but a lot of that stuff
4: room. isn't almost isn't worth worrying about really you know yeah it's but f- it's
2: the same thing it's irrational like yeah. any like any terror like that you, you know what's what's the worst that yeah, can you you build yeah up exactly respect, you yeah. build it up, you build it up and and you, yeah and it yeah, becomes yeah. bigger than yeah. bigger than it really and is and then you do self-sabotage then you yeah. you make it happen i think exactly um yeah but that no, thankfully touch wood, few and far between um but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: And do you have any advice then for for people that might have blank moments? We've talked about quite a few about writing and performing. because um, we have a lot of people that listen to this podcast, I think they do various mm. careers and industries, some creative, some not. We like to end by asking our guests for their sort of advice I, I, really.
2: I think you should every there's no there's no point in sort of generalized advice I think about almost anything because mm. Everyone's life and career is so different. If you can say, say anything, I think it's that you should try and mine what you do for something that gives you a different kind of pleasure, different kind of hit. So, if 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 you get a, if total you know uninspired day or a, a blank moment, um, then. Maybe something parallel to it is the way to go. That's what I find about painting. It's still yeah. a creative thing, yeah. but it's totally. This is a different part it's of the brain. Isn't it? Yeah, mm. and that's so that's a creative thing. If you if if, if even in a, a non creative job, um, maybe that's what you're actually seeking, or maybe it's just a sim- simple thing as, as going for a walk. You know, and this sounds like you know self medication, doesn't it? But, but yeah. I think a, a lot of these things are actually at, at root very simple and we all know how much it helps to unburden yourself to a friend or a stranger usually a stranger because they they you don't any yeah, yeah. stakes there yeah. um uh, but just getting those things out there it suddenly becomes a lot more in perspective you think what on earth was i worried so worried about and um and if it's an actual creative block i think uh uh as i say some something Along the same but different lines mm-hmm. can can get you out of it. I find writing that mm-hmm. you get stuck on a thing and then just go. Well, I'm not going to think about it because it's not happening. And then I'll go and you know try and talk to someone, Steve Moffat probably, and and we'll sit down and I'll so the thing I've been oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that. It's yeah. almost just like being in the room with someone. Yeah, yeah. You suddenly, Oh, that's all right now. Oh no, oh or, yeah. or some sort of to and fro. Or um uh you know, just just having a cup of tea and thinking about it and not I, I think if you push it too hard it, it 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 breaks. Yeah. That's the that's the thing. And you should again it's about being kind to yourself and letting these things percolate and you know, migrate Luxury is, is long baths. I, I love baths. Yeah. Oh, same. Like bath. yeah, and I, yeah, I call yeah. them think baths because I really do. I fall asleep, but I do think a lot about stories and things in the bath because you know, some something between the, the, the warmth and the yeah. relaxation, I think, oh, you, know, you just let something run a bit. And it, that tends to help me. But as I say, it's all individual isn't it Maybe. Oh I'm definitely going to do longer baths. <laughs> Mark Aitis yeah, 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 yeah. told me take longer baths. <laughs> it's a That's my only advice. Take take more take longer bath. <laughs> yeah. Take more baths. Take more baths. Take longer well, baths. Well I was going to suggest that to you.
3: Cool. Mark Aaron Yeah so that was a very sim- that simple. That was case, beautiful. So very yeah. good. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you so much for coming on the show. there we go that was mark gatis on the blank podcast it was what a brilliant guest oh fantastic i know it's, i I don't want to keep saying it every week because i just like a broken record but again another great guest that we were able to sit down with for an hour and chew the fat with yeah about blank
4: i thought it was really interesting talking about the using the painting as a way of dealing with those blank moments essentially mm, yeah uh, sort of
3: funneling your yeah Blankness into other things. Or oh, the creative stuff yeah. and actually
4: still coming out with something tangible you've done and feeling proactive. Yeah, Even absolutely. when actually yeah. the main thing you were trying to
3: do is put to one side for a bit. Well, and also he sort of talked about how often when he is busy doing other things, that's when the stuff he's been kind of toying yeah. with in his brain and that's maybe a bit fuzzy when he's got time to do it, he's yeah. able to actually start working on stuff. Yeah, so,
4: yeah. I think that's, that's a really sort of good use of your time.
3: Yeah, it? and actually goes back, do you know what, goes back? back to our first episode with John Monson who talked about how he works on yeah, several different yeah that's true yeah Several. it's funny how these things go back around yeah. isn't it but works on several different projects at a time to help with to stop those blank moments yeah so exactly. yeah it's, it's interesting how you know we, we're starting to see I mean actually there has been a continuity through all the sh- episodes yeah. of different ways of dealing with stuff but yeah certainly that's kind of come back from a full there circle there you go
4: yeah Great. well that was fascinating thank you so much to Mark for joining us really really appreciate it uh, and we hope you enjoyed it as well now as ever you can get in contact with us on social media we're on Twitter Instagram and Facebook it's all the same handle it is at Blank
3: Pod it is indeed and I believe you've got a tweet for us I've got a tweet from Jodie who said she's been listening to the Blank Pod for the first time this morning on her commute and she was listening to the Susie Dent episode Oh yeah. Uh, which she said was very delightful uh, especially learning uh, an old word complicity oh yeah which sums up her general demeanour so if you want to know what complicity means you will have to listen to uh, episode yeah. four of the blank podcast with CZ it. just google it no <laughs> listen to the blank podcast Jim that's not how we sorry <laughs> promote our show
4: well thank you for that message that's a lovely yeah. tweet we get some very nice tweets it's, we do we do very please
3: keep them coming because it's really nice and, and you will get read out if you were yeah, to yeah, send us yeah. a tweet. So we're going to try and do that every week. Yeah, now, read out, read tweets, out it's just nice.
4: We seem to be cultivating a really nice, friendly following on, we have. on we've social got, media, yeah, we've lovely. got a
3: really good bunch of people that are tuning in every week, and that's, you know, it's really pleasing to know
4: about. It is indeed. So thank you very much. You can also email us if you want to. Our email is hello at theblankpodcast.com. Um, and please subscribe. If this is the first time you're listening to us, hit that subscribe button, and the Blank Podcast will be in your folder app. I sound like an old man then in your podcast app every wednesday morning and then we've got another guest next wednesday of course we have it's i'm really be, looking it's forward it's gonna be a good one yeah well, they, they, they all, they all
3: good yeah, yeah we say everybody but it's true they're only good because of our guests though i have to say yeah we just sit here and just listen <laughs> yeah. and just marvel at them how do we get this person in the room <laughs> yeah well it's mainly yeah what how well how have they agreed to do this yeah. and actually do they know what they're dealing with when they meet <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it seems to go all right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway,
4: thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. We'll see you again next week on The Blank Podcast.
1: a woohoo! A hand clap or a high fiver. I kinda like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary, VGW group. void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is a Blast Box Media Podcast.